0: Are we good? Okay.
1: It looks like it's working. (laughs) I see it. All right.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today we will be talking about the 11th episode of Riverdale Season 4 Quiz Show. I'm Mary Gorkowski and I'm joined, as always, by my 200-point girlfriend, Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten, how are you doing this evening? Look at me, starting off, throwing it to you. Normal setup, no banter. I know,
1: look at that. It's so weird. I'm great. I feel very special that I get to be joined by ASMR Mary today. Yeah,
0: it's nighttime at my house and I'm in a house with other people, so I have to whisper <laughs> (laughs)
1: I feel like this is going to be a really special listening experience for everybody, (laughs) which I think goes with the tone of the episode of Riverdale that I watched just an hour and a half ago. Well,
0: as long as we don't have as many technical difficulties as we did last time. For most people, they probably just read the description, but we had so many technical difficulties last time, which if you'll notice is why my audio sounds super weird for the first 30 minutes of last week's podcast, but we're going to fix it this time.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing. We don't talk about last week's. Right. It didn't happen. We're moving on. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, an episode of Riverdale called Varsity Blues, it sounds fake. And I don't think it happened. And therefore, I don't think we covered it. And therefore, we didn't have technical difficulties. It sounds like
0: it might have had a lot of football in it. I don't do football. So,
1: uh yeah, I, I can't pretend that I know anything about football. But I think we really did make a mistake last week of not mentioning the like iconic Varsity Blues line. Like, I don't want your life. I regret that. I have regrets. Yeah, I have a lot of regrets from watching this week's episode. As well. Yeah, I have a lot of regrets of agreeing to do this podcast, and therefore having to continue watching Riverdale.
0: <laughs> the other day, I was looking kind of sad, and my friend at work was like, "What? What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, Riverdale just got renewed for a fifth season, so that's how my day's going." Huh. On the upside, I do want to announce up here at the beginning of the podcast. I'll announce it again at the end in more detail. But, <laughs> <laughs> but just in case people are interested, we are now on Spotify. So if you're a Spotify listener, or if you know someone who is like, mm, love Riverdale want to listen,
1: but I only do Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Hell yeah, Spotify. I do like how we're doing like a pre-announcement. Right. 2 minutes into the show. Sure. Get and then quick. at the end of the show, we're going to do like a much uh lengthier. Well, there there <laughs> one. are more
0: details that I would like to inform everyone about, yeah. but we're going to do that at the end. So, I just didn't want I didn't want anyone to leave. Maybe people don't listen to our banter at the end. In which case, you guys how are really they? missing out because I don't know if any if everyone knows this, at the end after the outro music, I throw in a little del- Deleted scene or a blooper or something fun.
1: It's normally always just me making a damn fool of myself. That's my favorite part. Which I think, I think the people have had enough of me making a fool of myself. But guess what? I will never learn. I also wanted to say I had a very similar experience to you where I at work, it, like, exclaimed uh, about Riverdale getting renewed. And I was like, this means I have to keep podcasting about it. My coworker said, Do you get paid for that one? And I said, No, I don't get paid for any <laughs> podcast. And he said, Why do you keep doing them? And I i said that's a great question to which i do not have a response it's our creative outlet and <laughs> man, that's depressing this is our creative outlet this among other things hopefully i don't know anyway i'm gonna have to start painting again do you think people would watch if i was just painting on my twitch stream maybe if you were painting really cool like if you were doing speed painting or something like painting on drugs like no. on speed cause... no i mean painting that <laughs> oh my gosh i don't even know what beat is people people like i think it's diet pills videos,
0: but stop we're not talking about this we do not condone drugs <laughs> drug usage on this podcast.
1: Definitely not speed. All right. Okay. we're And we don't condone diet pills yeah, the either. The only drugs we
0: approve of on this podcast are Fizzle Rock and Jingle Jangle. Um, and
1: marijuana, if it is legal in your area. Yeah, but more
0: importantly, Jingle Jangle and Fizzle Rock.
1: I don't endorse either of those things. Okay.
0: All right. Let's jump into quiz show.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, let's... Remember how I said there wasn't any banter? <laughs> Here's the thing. We've got mad bants, okay? <laughs> yep. Mad bants.
0: All right. Put that on the t-shirt.
1: Oh, uh, I want to die. That's going to be the outro, isn't it? Probably. Uh, (laughs) So we start the episode. And we're going to start with Archie, right? Or is there a voiceover? No, there was
0: a voiceover. It's not super important. But also for whatever reason, on the uh, CW website where you can watch Riverdale, the closed caption did not have like the word quiz show in them. So everywhere where someone said quiz show, it was just blank. So I was reading ahead before that Jughead had gotten to them. And he just said, Winter had come to Riverdale. And everyone was suffering from an fever. <laughs> and I was like, what? But what he actually said was an acute case of quiz show fever. So I, wow. Yep, uh, yep that's basically it. Uh, there's a couple little shots of Betty getting ready for the quiz show and then Brett getting ready for the quiz show. But Archie is doing other stuff because he's too busy for quiz fever.
1: Archie has more important things to do. He has to run uh, his family's company, he has to integrate Frank Moore into Andrew's construction. And they have, in this episode, they start really putting frank in a lot of like flannel plaids looking a lot like his bro and he's nervous because it's going to be his first day there is a a kind of cute but
0: sad scene at the beginning where frank looks a lot like fred andrews he's wearing the flannel and he's in the kitchen with his back turned and archie comes down and gives frank the ceremonial fred andrews tool belt so i have a lot of points in my note where i'm angry about andrews construction so i'm just gonna get it all out now So I hopefully don't keep bringing it up. Here's the thing. This show is so inconsistent with it. Like what is important to certain characters at certain times. We have not heard of Andrew's construction until last episode. I think was the first time we talked about it from, I don't know, since somewhere mid season three,
1: probably. Yeah. Like we just didn't really know what was going on with it. We didn't know that it was still in business. We didn't know how they were affording to pay their mortgage. It's just something that Riverdale has conveniently left out for us. It's like how they, they'll like tuck little plot lines away. Like, you know what? I'm not done with this, but I might want it for later. It's like the narrative equivalent of like wrapping up half a chocolate bar and sticking it in your purse. That's exactly what it's like. But what the sad part. (laughs) Which the good thing about that is, or not good thing, the most accurate part is that only a psychopath would do that. Just finish your whole damn chocolate bar. Yeah, and also
0: generally when you do that, you find it later and it partially melted all over your wallet. So Mm -hmm. like what the part that annoys me about all of this is that if Archie had just come back in and they were like, oh, hey. Mr. Keller has been running things and everything's fine but now there's some tension because Frank's gonna take over which is basically what happens but there's also a lot of like people telling Archie that he should have been around more and a lot of decisions that seem to have not been made like don't don't try to pretend that Archie has been checking in every once in a while or don't try to pretend that these guys are not like surprised that he is now checking in and have all these problems that he has to deal with like I don't know pick a lane he he should not have been able to just disappear for several months while he was running this center.
1: Yeah, it's just everything about this is weird. The idea that Archie now can run this business, even though the main plotline of season one was that he has to get an MBA in order to do so. Like, it's just, I don't
0: not running the business. It. He's delegating, which I think is fine, except for the fact that he's, he's prioritizing family over everything, which is not great.
1: The, the other thing is... I'm telling your family you said that. <laughs>
0: oh, that would be really bad. <laughs> the, the other thing that's frustrating about this is just trying to like sit down and digest why we need frank andrews in this show because we don't I i think the show likes to surprise us with new characters when it feels like it except the entire purpose of frank has already been done with fp we've already had a surrogate father who was on the rough sides of the tracks and like had a history with fred andrews and was the the you know guy that fred had to take care of and clean up after the problem is we reformed fp back in like season two and so now we have that hole that they decided they needed to put back in here i, I don't I, it's like if you want archie to have a father figure that's fine but he doesn't have a father figure he has like a child figure right now that he has to take care of
1: it, yeah it's really weird it's just another situation where they're recycling the exact same plot line where it's like oh season one and two we find out about charles existing season four all of a sudden veronica also has a secret sibling season one there's also like cheryl's dad has a secret sibling. so like, many secret it, they just like recycling the same things over over and over and do it somehow doing them worse every single time yeah. uh and it's just weird but more importantly sheriff keller has a job
0: which is fine i mean i wish uh, th- there wasn't really any reason why we couldn't have known
1: about this well because they were ignoring andrew's construction it was in the wrapper in our purse. yeah
0: i mean i'm glad that they didn't just throw in a random new person who has taken over but that they did drag sheriff keller out of his trailer for
1: this can you imagine if they had just introduced like a new adult i
0: oh Oh, yeah I'm so annoyed with it also Sheriff Keller is totally right about I would say 90% of the time in this episode I can understand why Archie doesn't want to do business with the mayor so okay we're just skipping through let me real quick real, I, okay, real do quick do we really summary. need to drill down no. the details real of this. quick summary in case some people out there are not watching the show Sheriff Keller has taken over as foreman slash business guy like I'm not exactly sure accountant yeah because because I I think he's I think he's more running the business side of things like Fred Andrews used to do he I I don't think he actually is the foreman. But anyway, so him and the crew, they're hanging out, working at Andrew's construction, but it's been hard because they don't have as many jobs and no one got their Christmas bonuses. Archie comes in and is like, here Frank, take Sheriff Keller's job. Sheriff Keller, rightfully annoyed, because he also knew Frank because he said like he arrested Frank a bunch of times. And so he's like, Archie, this is gonna end bad. You're, you know, he's, he's not gonna run this business well. And we see throughout the episode that Frank does a lot of like telling everyone they can leave early and going back to the house and drinking beers and all that. So so he kind of has a point and we see Sheriff Keller like staying late and you know trying to balance the books and actually working and that's good the part that I don't agree with Sheriff Keller on is that the mayor calls and tries to hire Andrew's construction to what they say like work drainage on the prison yeah,
1: something on drainage
0: yeah on the prison and Archie's like yeah we're not gonna do that we're not gonna work for Hiram, with blood money, etc we're not gonna work for the prison and that's the part I do agree with because I think it's fine to have some morals like Sheriff Keller says well, we can't just work for people we like, but this is different. Like, this is probably gonna end badly, probably.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, we get why he doesn't want to work for Hiram, but, like, these people didn't get their bonuses. We don't know if they're getting paid. Just take the work.
0: Yeah, and and the thing is, if they hadn't ever mentioned it to Archie, it probably would have been fine and probably nothing would have happened. So, I mean, maybe Hiram actually does have a soft spot for Archie now because of the whole Fred Andrews thing and maybe was just legitimately trying to reach out I mean, I don't know. That's probably giving him too much credit, but yeah, he's a little distracted sure. right now with the whole Veronica stuff, so anyway.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very strange. I feel like we haven't been given a clear guide of why Hiram is doing anything this season because his plotline has been so wrapped up in Veronica, but, like, there's probably more to the story here and we just might never find out.
0: Yeah, we're we're not sure.
1: The other thing, too, is in the Archie-Frank-Mr. Keller plotline, the, like, big conflict is that Frank steals $200 from the Company, which is yeah, not good. Like, don't steal from your the the company and your family. But the way they were talking about this two hundred dollars made it seem like he stole like ten thousand dollars. Well, I
0: mean, yeah, Sheriff Keller did say he stole petty cash, but he was saying like it's more the principle of the thing that you're stealing from a company that yes, it has your family name on it, but it's your brother, it's not you. And and then it's like his whole he stole the money so that he could gamble it on a horse race or a greyhound race. Hard to tell. Just that it was on a race. I was assuming it was horse race. Probably, races. yeah. And that he was, he turned it into $10,000 and he ends up winning it and that's awesome and all that.
1: Which to me I think something's gonna come back from that though. I think that there was definitely some cheating going on to have won that large of a margin. Yeah, because if it
0: was a sure thing
1: Like yeah, if it it was a sure thing the odds would have been such that he wouldn't win that much.
0: I don't really understand. I think that Archie can't be super mad about it though because it totally seems like the type of thing Archie would do. Steal some money from my dad so that I can gamble it so that I can pay the people. Like he supposedly did it for a good reason. This is the type of thing Archie does all the time, but Archie's in the dad position now, so.
1: Which is so wrong. Why is Archie the responsible I, human? I don't know. I,
0: where is Mary Andrews? There's so many questions. Yeah, where is Why she? is she not working at the construction firm, like, doing what Hermione used to do? I don't know.
1: Because she's a lawyer. Is she, is she getting law jobs here? I don't know. I mean, I, I just assume that her billable hours are worth a lot more than what she would make balancing the books at Andrews Construction, Probably. which would essentially be nothing. Yeah.
0: So, because of this, Tom Keller quits, and he also has a punching match with Frank because he insults Frank, and it's very violent.
1: I was really hoping that Mr. Keller would just like handily win the fight since he like was the wrestling coach and then was the boxing coach. You think he's like a superstar fighter, but it was more even than yeah, I was Yeah, but Frank was
0: also a boxer in the military, so they both have experience. I don't know.
1: What kind of drugs do you think Frank is on? I feel like lots. he's on cocaine. He's
0: on. Gotta be lots of drugs. Probably
1: on. I don't know.
0: speed <laughs> So
1: <laughs> do you? I is- don't. No, I honestly don't know. I'm Googling. What is speed drug? What is speed drug? <laughs> meth. Oh. Speed is meth. Does he look like someone who's on
0: meth?
1: Or at least that's the, the first result on um, drugs.com.
0: What does it do? It speed up your heart?
1: <laughs> it is an addictive central nervous system stimulant chemically related to amphetamines, but with greater central nervous system side effect. It is white, odorless, bitter tasting powder that easily dissolves in water or alcohol. It has high potential for abuse. Meth is the one where like, you literally could try it one time and you become addicted to it that's a breaking bad right yeah Yeah, you should probably watch that (laughs) yeah i mean i still haven't so why we have riverdale to watch we can't watch breaking bad
0: so anyway uh,
1: okay but yeah so he's probably not on i don't know but like maybe who knows
0: but yeah so archie's like oh tom keller please come back to work and tom keller's like nah he's gonna be the death of your business and it's gonna ruin your dad's legacy and archie tells his uncle not to do it again
1: saying like oh yeah this is gonna tarnish your dad's legacy is kind of a mean thing to say to a teenage boy. He literally just lost his dad and you're already throwing it back in his face like that. It just, come on, Mr. Keller should be the bigger man. Yeah, anyway. All right, let's
0: talk about Veronica and the freaking rum business situation. Okay, Okay, okay. so So do we have Here, I'm gonna do it fast because here's what's annoying about all of this. The part that I'm annoyed with is like, okay, I think it it was a pretty smart idea to do this whole maple rum thing. It's interesting. It also makes a lot more sense because I didn't realize that rum was made from molasses but since it is cool this is like a slight variation so that's interesting and uh, it's fun to see veronica and cheryl team up the part i don't like is that this started by her saying i'm going to start a successful rum company and i'm going to beat my father but everything she does this episode doesn't seem like she's trying to start a successful business it seems like she's trying to do a get rich quick scheme so my point is are you just trying to make money right now or are you trying to have a legitimate business that beats your father because those are two different things
1: i mean they could be the same thing i guess can i tell you what bothered me sure. about it and it was right at the start when they get their chemistry teacher to analyze the formulas well, of the beaker. two rums uh, yeah dr beaker the definitely the name of a real person that has existed in the world i don't think that a high school chemistry teacher would be the one who could analyze the composition of those to the level that they needed to get a patent they also somehow managed to get a patent or whatever not a patent no it's a patent yeah is it They got a patent. okay whatever anyways they got the patent in half a day so i don't think That's how that works. It's not.
0: And also, there were about four cases of telling her dad what her plan was. That was annoying. I mean, at least you got the patent, but like she legitimately walked up to her dad and was like, I made maple rum.
1: Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, in that scene, I really loved Cheryl and Veronica confronting Hiram because that's a fun duo. Cheryl ended it with like a really great one-line zinger, turns and walks away. And then Veronica feels the need to lean in and go, do you know what that means? Daddy, our rum war is back on. Shut up, Veronica. Why
0: did they need to be having... a Rum war though. Just prove to your dad that you can have a successful business. That's fine. You don't need to. Why does him. she need?
1: Why does she need to prove what it? What if though? he had a
0: billion dollar rum business and she had like a five hundred million dollar rum business? Those are both great. Good job. Good job. Anyway, I have no idea. It's, I don't know how much money businesses like that make.
1: <laughs> I. I mean, for her small batch rum, I don't think she'll no. be making five hundred million. But maybe one day, uh, if it grows and becomes a household name, nothing like Lodge versus Luna rum in the store. People aren't even gonna know the difference. They're be like, oh, these two bottles look identical and Luna and Lodge. I also thought of this the
0: other day. If Hiram's rum business was like a secret that Veronica didn't know about, Lodge rum, honey. Did I make the connection? Alright. So, I'm annoyed with a lot of this. Basically, their plan is to get rid of the spekeasy and turn it into a dance club because people will get thirsty and so they'll be for- forced to drink the mocktails because they can't sell rum there anymore. They are, however, going to give it away for free, I assume, to some people who are underage and then have them like order rum there to be shipped out separately.
1: Yeah, and the coat check girl is going to keep track of Which orders. Which we can
0: only assume is Peaches and Cream, even though we didn't see her. I like to pretend she's still the coat check girl.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, that's probably where she is. And it's just... <sighs> it's so and strange. And I'm really sad. I'm still
0: going to call it the speakeasy, so I don't care how much they want to turn into a dance club. It's still a speakeasy. Yeah, hopefully we can migrate away from that area, even though it never turned into the club with Josie singing and Kevin yeah. MCing that it was supposed to be.
1: And now, next comes the part of the episode that made me probably the second most angry of anything we saw in this episode. Smash the bottles? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) This is, like, okay, I understand if there's, like, a warrant that they can prove alcohol is being sold there when it's not allowed. Sure. I can understand that Hiram as the mayor might get to be there. Sure. But what I can tell you for damn sure is that the mayor is not allowed to just destroy the evidence in front of everyone. That is not how this works. Yeah,
0: it's not how it works. And also, they do a slow zoom in onto the veronica portrait that's hanging there so a hundred percent there's a camera in that thing <laughs> like, yeah. maybe there's not a microphone but there's definitely a camera because if there was a microphone this next part of their plan would be immediately foiled so the next the next part of their plan is that they're going to continue having this bikisi run as a dance club serving mocktails just sort of while they're doing <laughs> as a distraction that'll hopefully keep getting rated while they're doing their actual thing which is they're going to reopen the maple Club, which, if you've forgotten, is the brothel that Penelope Blossom used to own, which 100% the mayor knows about, because I'm sure he gave it to Penelope.
1: Wasn't he there? Wasn't that where he met up with um Kelly Rippa that time? It was definitely
0: the same building, but I don't know if it was in the Maple Club. But, like, this is it, because isn't the Maple Club in the five seasons? I think it's, like, on the top I... four of the five seasons.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, this is a really bad plan.
0: It's not gonna work. Like, this is, Hiram knows about it. Hiram is gonna find out about it. If, if this has a list of all of the rich clientele and they're going to reopen it, one of them has a connection to Hiram and is going to tell him about it. Like, it, this plan is so flawed. And again, it's like, okay, you can sell it there. He's just going to remove your liquor license from that building as well. And he's also going to find Penelope who's been, like, in hiding because they hire her to run it.
1: The other thing too, so we have been led to believe that Riverdale is, like, not a super well-off place based on, like, comments from the Stonewall kids and all that. But suddenly Riverdale has enough rich people that they can sustain an entire rum industry based out of um, an old brothel. Okay, cool. Sure, that makes sense. And yeah, so Penelope's there wearing a mask and stuff. And she's really mad that she has to wear a mask.
0: But Tony has somehow put an ankle bracelet on her. So that's fun.
1: But like, what's it connected to? Like, there's no way to actually make her stay there. What? Like, she tries to run away and Cheryl's going to come out with her bow and arrow? Like, (laughs) what are they going to do? It's just so especially they if they're all in. out at Thornhill or whatever. Who knows?
0: This is such a dumb plan. They get they get her from the teen sex bunker, which I'm glad that the show acknowledges that. Also, there's a great moment where Cheryl's trying to convince Veronica to hire the mother and Veronica's like, dude, she's a killer. And Cheryl's like, yeah, so is Betty's father. So is your father. <laughs> so fair.
1: And it's like, yeah, all our parents are murderers. So that fine, we'll just forget yeah. Also, them. why
0: are there a million candles in the bang bunker at all times? Because like Cheryl said it had electricity.
1: <laughs> just um i'm assuming for ambiance you can't be in a bunker with power on that's just depressing
0: like by the time you light all those candles one of them has burned out and you can go around and just start relighting
1: them there was also i don't know i guess this is the time i'm choosing to say it there was like a sneaky riverdale crossover in the third season of chilling adventures of sabrina and it related to the blossom family so i'm just gonna did say that now to in intrigue people it did not take mm. place in the teen sec bunker no Sad. okay anyway but hopefully that uh, gets people intrigued to watch The Tilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah.
0: My uh, my last comment from this section says, nope, this is not how mojitos work. Stop tainting mojitos with your maple rum.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the really weird thing is I feel like originally we were led to believe that Hiram's rum is like a traditional white rum. And then, then it turned into Veronica's a spice like, rum though. Yeah. And then Veronica's like, well, I made spice rum. And I was like, okay, well, that's a way to differentiate it. But then Hiram's like, no, yours is essentially the same as mine. I'm like, wait, so Hiram's rum was always spiced rum. And it's like the showrunners don't know that spiced rum and rum are different and things. And you
0: don't put spiced rum in a mojito, generally.
1: No, you put sp- like, spiced rum is like, put it in a rum and right. coke. It's not really, I can't think of anything else you can put, put it in, in spiced a spiced rum I mean, in.
0: You probably can, but you don't generally put it in a pina colada and you don't generally put it in mojito, which were the two things they were serving with their weird maple rum.
1: Well, yeah, because those are the things that people know. Oh, hey, that has rum in it. And I think they're just banking on the fact that it's a bunch of teenagers who don't know the difference. And now I'm worried about them because what if they go out and buy Captain Morgan's and they try to make pina coladas with it and it's going to be a bad experience The for other them. thing is that they're
0: definitely drinking rum. Like they're, they're drinking dark rum. They're drinking, you know, a, a dark liquid when, when Cheryl and Veronica keep doing shots, which happens like five or six times the episode They should definitely
1: be slurring their yes. words.
0: And so it's definitely not white rum. Now, I don't know enough about rum. Maybe white rum is made with molasses and it doesn't taste like molasses, but it's made with it. And so in the same way, this one is made with maple, but it doesn't taste like maple, but they're making it seem like it tastes like maple.
1: It says that most rum is produced using some type of molasses. Yeah,
0: so I I have to assume that the show meant that they changed the composition, but it still tastes like a white rum, except that it's a dark liquid that they're drinking. Ugh, so frustrating. It's
1: just weird. It doesn't... Well, because the other thing too is it's like, well, yeah if rum is made from molasses molasses is a dark liquid and they make clear rum from it so why is it not uh, yeah why is know. it it's dark just... what
0: is it and plus your idea behind this was you mixing some literal syrup into spiced rum okay we're moving on I'm done with the rum stuff
1: yeah I, I can't anyway, like there's no making sense I will say
0: I did go to a restaurant tonight and they had margaritas and they also had mojitos and I was like hey can I get a raspberry margarita but I don't want tequila in it I would like rum in it <laughs> So I did drink that tonight, which was very good. It was basically a strawberry daiquiri, but with raspberry margarita. Mix.
1: I mean, that sounds delicious. I just don't know why you would choose rum over tequila. but... I don't know. I did Wasn't into tequila. It takes either. all kinds. I wasn't
0: in a Mexican restaurant. I though. just
1: hate. I just. I'm sorry. Anyway. Anyway. So now let's move on to something even better. Kevin's back this time, guys, and he is waiting for his grindum date. No. I wish. <laughs> I wish everyone could see Murray's face right now. I, uh, I literally. He is. So Fangs comes up to him and is like trying to talk to him going ask him is out this again
0: from out of town like there we've already established d- that there are no other gay guys in this entire town
1: i just i thought that kevin found his dates like all the other gay men in riverdale by cruising right, in the in woods the but, but that's apparently they've anymore. had
0: grindum this whole time was, I have. we've definitely mentioned grindum before but anyway i d-
1: i don't it remember was season one. that
0: it was a long time ago
1: oh okay well fangs comes up to him is like trying to get him back and kevin's like i'm waiting for my grind em date and when he said grindum, i literally screamed i, was, I said no
0: let me see. I'm looking on our website right now on our Close But No Cigars.
1: I thought he was on Bumble.
0: Uh, maybe we haven't gotten to it yet. Maybe it's on season two because I don't have it mm. listed yet. But it, I do have... Well, I remember Game Lad instead of Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, I did not until you uh, reminded me right now. What uh, what are some of the funniest Close But No Cigars we've had uh, at this point? Um, I particularly like Walmart like Glam- instead of Walmart. I like Glamazon. I like
0: Walmart. I like Glamazon. TGI Thursdays is always bad.
1: TGI Thursdays. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, Tracy
0: True. That one's bad. Shedson Royal, once we found out what that meant, was pretty good. And oh, uh, my personal favorite, Sam Junipero Water.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, there's been so many. Uh, so Kevin's date shows up. His name is Terry, which is the least sexy name he's pretty I, cute think I can imagine. He's pretty cute, pretty cute. Terry is cute. But the only Terry I've ever known before was my high school math teacher and then a really old accountant I Terry worked Deets. with. So like, the, um, well, I don't know Terry Dietz. <laughs> So, so. <laughs> It's just, like, a very unsexy name to me. Anyways, Terry's like, hey, I have a room at the Five Seasons. Unless that too forward. Hey, let's go to the hotel. Nothing like a handshake and then you you go back to the hotel. But, like, let's face it. If Grindem was anything like Grindr, they would have already discussed all of that and just met at the Five Seasons, you know? Hey, but poor
0: Kevin it thought just, he was going on a date, I think.
1: Well, Kevin needs to know what platform he's on. So they go back to the hotel. And I think Kevin would have ordinarily said no to this, but he wanted to, like, make Fangs jealous, yeah, in this situation, so. so he goes back. They're hanging out in the hotel, and Terry just keeps tickling Kevin.
0: Not like cute, playful tickling, though. He just literally is like, I thought he was like scratching his stomach. I was confused. Well,
1: like, first of all, there's no such thing as cute, playful tickling, it's sure like, there is. always hard. No, tickling no. can be cute, and
0: tickling, as I have learned, is the first step to kinkyism. I skip that <laughs> step. <laughs>
1: Anyways, and Kevin is like weirded out by this. And instead of just leaving the situation, he's like, why do you keep doing that? And I'm like, okay, you know what? Fair enough. Fine. Like, guys. Yeah, I think he goes, okay, what is with the tickling? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, why do you keep tickling me? Like, what is going on here? And I'm like, you know what? Same. That is how I feel right now watching. And the guy is like, hey, you can make a tape of you being tickled. You don't even have to take your shirt off. You'll get five grand. Like, what do you say? And Kevin's like, okay. And the dude's
0: like, great. Daryl's downstairs. So I'm gonna go call him and tell him to come up.
1: Which is, like, so frightening. And also, like, it, it's just very wrong. Like, is Kevin, uh, Kevin's underage still, right? Or is he 18? I think, I'm not
0: sure what the rules are here. I don't but know, like, but
1: I'm, un- I'm uncomfortable with it. This is definitely adult entertainment. And I think that if Kevin is not of age, it's very think, wrong I, for I, anyone to be watching it. Let's assume
0: that he's 18.
1: Okay, well, that's less troubling. It's
0: less troubling. It's still, the part that's weird to me is that it's just tickling. <laughs> like. Like, is there a market I, for this? I mean, I assume there no, is. No, I,
1: I know that, that exists, but I wouldn't have expected it to be, like, a guy wearing all his clothes being tickled. Yeah. I would have imagined it to be, like, Kevin in his underwear, like, tied up, getting sure.
0: tickled. Sure. And, then, like, probably also some making out or something in there. I just feel like it's the just being tickled part that was a little bit, like, okay.
1: The, the, you can even keep your shirt on. Like, creeped me out. Yeah.
0: Also, Daryl is
1: huge. Even though, like, yeah, so then Daryl comes in, and Daryl is this massive, hulking, very, very very handsome man. Yeah, Daryl's cute. But Kevin is terrified. <laughs> Kevin's like, what is going on? So uh, we'll just put that in the pocket of there's some definite issues going on in Riverdale because let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with Daryl, <laughs> okay? And Kevin's terrified and Terry's like, no, no, no. People love it when opposites hook up. So like, okay. At the end, he gives Kevin like a, it's a wad of cash, right? Yeah, I think he
0: gives him an envelope of cash.
1: It gives him like an envelope full of cash and he's like, hey, you know, you you can make a lot more money than that once you build an audience. And so now Kevin is uh, I don't even know like is it sex work if you're just getting tickled I think it fits in there I don't know whatever girls gotta eat whatever you need to do to get paid yeah it's
0: it's fine and I like where Kevin takes us which is he goes and talks to Fangs and he's like hey I'm gonna get you in on this good tickling business
1: because yeah, he doesn't like, feel we're comfortable gonna make that good good tickling money but yeah so that that's the Kevin plot line yeah
0: it is um it did remind me when you are talking about getting an audience it did remind me of my one other gripe about the whole Veronica rum thing sorry gotta say this for it and forget is like you don't have to sell rum this way if you want to sell rum just like make a website use social media i don't like put a billboard up you got money i don't understand why we have to do all these like shady backdoor deals (laughs) like it's not a thing you have a patent your dad clearly knows about it he's also definitely spying on you through that portrait so
1: the fact that she hasn't burned that (laughs) portrait in like uh just a moment of like i'm not my daddy's little girl and i don't fit up to the person that he wants me to be and then like burn a portrait and then finds out there's a camera inside like I feel like that's coming
0: it's probably part of her electric complex
1: um gross okay anyways let's talk about Betty on the quiz show yeah also Betty not getting into Yale we are somehow back to that I just simply could not care less apparently
0: we discussed this last episode when we were discussing who was going to be on the quiz team it's not Kevin and I don't know Ethel like we thought it might be nope Veronica Cheryl and Tony apparently are the best we got
1: <laughs> I'm just really glad that they didn't make like an insane decision to put Archie on the quiz team because I was convinced that they were going to do that. So at the start of the episode when Jughead is like, the only one who didn't have quiz fever was Archie. I was like, yeah, because Archie doesn't know what a quiz is because he's (laughs) never been to school before. Archie's beautiful but dumb. He's not even that beautiful.
0: Well, some people probably think he is.
1: If you like Archie, you need to get better taste. So Betty and Jughead are having
0: steamy sexual relations in his dorm room, which, please, she has to go to class after this. I don't understand. Did she sleep overnight? And then she's gonna Leave? how far away is this place? Or did she just come there for Look, the morning? She had to
1: take a train last time, right? Yeah. So like I don't know. I think she I think it probably she was there for the weekend. This is a Monday morning, and she just decided to skip Monday morning school and take the train and so I don't know.
0: Yeah, Chuck Hat's world's going great. He got into Yale, he got that book deal, etc. And which means that he's gonna die soon. So he accidentally forgot to tell Betty about Yale, and so he kinda like lets it slip, and she is happy for it him but also
1: but she's like why is this the first that i'm hearing about it like did you get into yale and not tell me and he's like oh uh i guess so yeah
0: like oh i was waiting for the right time and all this
1: also like did they not ever
0: replace moose's like bunk like why are they still in the top bunk bed
1: um i think that they probably just feel wrong going to the bottom bunk yeah i guess i, I just feel like, de- like that's de- moose moose home. like or, or get another
0: roommate i don't know it's confusing anyway i guess we now just have like brett and jughead living together Still weird
1: yeah and they're like all of a sudden like and this kind of was happening in the last few episodes but i just feel like brett and jughead became friends. actual friends yeah. out of nowhere for no reason they at least like respect reason.
0: each other all of a sudden which is yeah really it's really weird strange. or i mean at the very least jughead is acting like brett's a friend and brett's not being directly mean to Jughead. I mean, he's still ruining Jughead's life by being mean to Betty, but he's not, like, making comments in class anymore, I suppose, probably. So, anyway, this is happening. And then she runs into Brett in the hallway, though, and Brett's like, oh, I don't know what he says. Something. He
1: he was like, oh, you're finished? I thought I was gonna be late for class. Like, shut up, Brett. Yeah,
0: and I think he says something else about, like, her not going to Yale or something.
1: Yeah, he makes a comment about how, like, yeah, uh, she'll be in New Haven, too, but not to go to school. And just to
0: visit, and that he's not gonna like keep the girls away from Jughead oh
1: yeah he's like I'll try to keep the coeds away from Jughead but no promises I hate him so much I hate his stupid smug face and his stupid fat head and his dumb wide shoulders which normally I really like wide shoulders but he's made me resent them and that's not fair to me
0: so in this weird weird <laughs> town where somehow one team can already be going to the finals but other teams are not even at semifinals yet yeah
1: so it's like it's weird too it's like because they do one half
0: the bracket but not the other half
1: (laughs) yeah exactly but like when we found out that there was like a quiz bowl team situation at the end of last week's episode i thought it was like a sanctioned school board thing like in mean girls but this appears to actually be a tv show yeah i don't know why they went for the
0: like early 90s late 80s quiz show format and not probably even earlier than that honestly but i know it also it just i
1: don't know it was before before,
0: they went for the like actual quiz show show version for some reason oh so I'm gonna just go ahead and say right up front here generally the questions were fine because they were all things that high school students could know like they're difficult questions but they're not like impossible ones it wasn't like oh everyone's genius all of a sudden like I knew it, probably half the questions in the really quick time you know that they could ask them. however do not try to be funny and meme us with mitochondria as the powerhouse of the cell it's transparent and not funny when you do it and do not try to meme us with the mean girls limit question stop
1: um, here's the thing I didn't mind uh, either of those I things mad about it. because they were just so funny and so out of place. Like I in general most of those like and I'm not like a genius by any means but I'm definitely not like a big dumb idiot and most of those things were just things that are not in my like field of learning. Like I didn't know a lot of the questions or I didn't even have time even to think about it because of how quickly they were showing the answers but to put something in that's so 8th or ninth grade at most Yeah it was dumb. I thought was really funny. What I didn't find funny is how they're like for Veronica miraculously just knows geography. She's like, ha ha ha, don't go in the summer. There's so many mosquitoes. Remember, I'm rich and I've been everywhere. And then all of a sudden, Tony's really good at math. Why have we never seen that before? Like, I feel like that plot point would have come up in other like illegal activities and stuff with her being good at they numbers. They
0: make a point to have Cheryl be like, oh, my little savant. <laughs> like that they have just discovered that Tony is crazy good at math. It was funny. I thought that was good. The quiz show scenes in general were pretty cute, mostly with just like the TV. Teams, getting the answers right, or like being annoyed that Betty was answering them. <laughs> like there was a point where the other three girls were like, "Why were we even here?" But it was cute. It, it was fine. Charles is there watching, and he's proud of Betty because
1: he's a supportive brother, and apparently still and on apparently the show. not
0: a bad guy. It's like they, this show. You know, back when we had the episode where Betty the Tangerine, back when we had that episode, it was clearly trying to make us think that like, okay, the plot of this show is that this season is that Jughead's gonna die or appear to die, and Betty is going to kill him because. She She's either going to be hypnotized or she's going to get so mad about this Yale thing or something like that.
1: Or be jealous or right, something. Right, she's going to kill
0: him. Now, I still think that based on several things and several clues from this episode, what's actually happening is that this is a whole big plot trying to set up Brett and probably DuPont and probably Donna and whatever. And that Jughead is trying to set them up with the perfect murder thing that he had mentioned earlier when he was writing. Mm-hmm. And that Betty is actually in on the plan to some extent. Uh, maybe maybe is in on the plan or maybe not but is definitely not actually involved in hurting him. But we, as the viewer right now, based on the little clips we're seeing, is supposed to be made to think that she was. Yeah,
1: but she definitely Maybe this woman.
0: is too smart, because honestly, I don't know how much they planned of this season as they were shooting. It was super clear in season two and three. They did not plan the whole thing out. Season one, they did plan a lot of it out. So it like had a more cohesive plot with the ending, at least. So we'll see I what just, happens. I've had enough. I, it's all. Of anyway, it. there's a funny line from Charles where Betty's like, oh, can you help me with something? And he's like, haha. As long as it doesn't involve shallow graves and lie. I was like, oh, family jokes. Right, because you guys are all murderers.
1: Yeah, what a wholesome family joke.
0: Yeah. So, like, and again, is Charles bad? Because he was clearly trying to get Betty to think that Polly was a horrible person and, like, separate the family during the Halloween episode. So, I don't understand. And is he dating a Ch- uh, chick or not? And, like, maybe Charles is good, but then
1: I'm gonna need some answers of what the deal with that is. Yeah, I'm gonna say it right now. Charles is another big old melted house chocolate bar in the bottom of your purse, and you're like, "What was this? What is it supposed to be?" Yeah, it, it's it's we'll I think that my chocolate bar analogy is it perfect. Really is. I think so.
0: You're welcome. Betty wants to mess with Brett to throw him off her game, and she's also annoyed because she doesn't know why she didn't get into Yale because she had a 4.1 and she worked at the Blue and Gold. And I'm like, "Yeah, true, but maybe it's because you weren't a River Vixen after season one. Maybe if you stuck with that, you could have gotten into Yale." So Charles is like, "Oh, I'm gonna ask my Yale contact." So turns out it was just because like her dad's a black hood and that's why she didn't get in
1: yeah which i just think is dumb i feel like that wouldn't actually especially in like the way society is now with being like so obsessed with serial killers i feel like they'd be like if we get her and she's like a wholesome yale girl even if it does come out that'll be like a dope story she didn't kill
0: anyone that they know of yeah also the discontinuity here of like we'll get to it with the jughead plot of some people seeming to not know that the black hood is a thing and then some people being like oh yeah yale knows about it and it's obviously worldwide news anyway betty actually does get some info on brett from charles which is that his father paid someone to take the psat for him and that's how he got into the school which is i dumb. thought
1: isn't like i don't even know what the psat it is doesn't,
0: it does not do anything it's a practice sat test that tells you like what your scores are like i don't believe because brett made it seem like he's been in this school for a long time like that not that he just like showed up here i mean i can't tell if stonewall is just a high school or if it's like a boarding school that also had a middle school so Maybe he has only been there for a couple years. You don't take the PSAT before high school, though. You take it in high school, and it's literally just a practice test. Like, your score doesn't matter. Anyway, this whole thing is dumb. Also, stop just running in and yelling at Brett. That's not going to get him worked up. What would have gotten him worked up would have been slip a bunch of notes under his door anonymously, saying, like, I'm on to you. I know about the PSAT thing. Do that, and that'll get him paranoid and stressed out. Just her running up there, he was just so easy, easily able to just throw it back in her face
1: she loved running up to hit people and screaming at them and i think that's her biggest yeah thought. so
0: it didn't work because he's like oh why are you mad at me jughead's writing a book about your father which again we'll get to but mostly just results in a fight that goes away because oh,
1: yeah which was doesn't done
0: and anyway so my only thought is maybe this show is really smart and this whole scene was just a long con to get brett to witness the tension between jughead and betty so that brett would think that betty kills him that's really all i can give you but it did that is erased by by the end of the episode, so it doesn't really work. Anyway, whatever.
1: Riverdale, it's all
0: dumb yeah. and bad. So Betty's upset about the whole Black Hood reason for not getting into Yale, so she goes to the cemetery and takes the same sledgehammer that Hiram used earlier to smash those rum bottles and smashes her father's grave.
1: Yeah, it's a, the town sledgehammer and yeah, she, she starts smashing what is, I'm sure, a very expensive tombstone. I don't understand why Hal ever had such a large tombstone because that's very expensive and you'd think that the family wouldn't have wanted to spend money on him because he's a murderer right yeah so alice comes up
0: there's a lot of like tell not show in this episode of alice being like oh charles told me what happened and then the next scene jughead's like your mom told me what happened and betty's like oh yeah. i snapped and i spiraled and he's like no you were acting like a normal person like, yeah
1: mm. well except for the way that scene was was so cringe where she's like she's laying in bed looking sad which i thought was very realistic And then jughead comes and like climbs on her and he's like no you had an honest human reaction to a situation that was outside of your troll. And that's
0: not how Jughead Not talked. only that, the whole scene is shot as if a third person was laying on the ground and like holding a camera up on the other side of Betty. It, it's really weird anyway.
1: It made me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and then Jughead says that he's gonna help her win and she's like, what, the quiz show? And he's like, no, the other bigger game we're playing. Which I think we're supposed to think from the show, from the episode, means him trying to help her get into Yale. But I think it actually is the other bigger game of trying to take down by framing him for Jughead's murder. I think that she's in on this plan. Now, I'm probably wrong because this is a really smart idea that the show is probably not doing, but that's where I'm at. All right. I mean, that's the thing. I think it's too smart. I'm sorry. I know. It's sad. So, all right. Quiz show. So, they go to the quiz show and there's a Yale recruiter and then Alice is like, OMG, Yale recruiter's here. If you win this quiz show, maybe you'll go into Yale. So, I left you a present in the green room. So, she goes to the green room and she finds the questions and answers to the quiz show.
1: Yeah, it's a large yellow envelope with just a sheet that says quiz show questions and answers and we see her kind of like gasp and then put it back in the envelope and then that's all we see of it until we get to the actual quiz show where Betty is getting like every single question boom 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 and even Tony's like seems like she knows all the answers yeah
0: and no what I thought she was going to do because I'm a smarter person than Betty is walk over to Brett's green room also why do they have separate green room oh whatever walk over to Brett's green room and just slip the answer sheet like under his door or something Frame him for having it Even if he doesn't use it Yeah you need to Like this is so much smarter You need to stop
1: making because sense Because whatever yeah.
0: you do Don't throw it away In your own freaking trash can You could burn it But I'm assuming You don't have the means To do that Jughead carries a lighter Could have got one from him Anyway
1: I just You need to stop um, Putting intelligent ideas Onto this show Like as I said earlier today Riverdale is dumb and dumb and bad
0: So Betty And she also rips it up Into like five pieces
1: Yeah when we saw it At, at the end When um Principal Honey Has it all taped back together I was like like, really you didn't even try she's like but i
0: hit the evidence i threw it in the trash like oh my god you're such an idiot anyway so they get the questions. she ends up winning fair and square but nobody knows that
1: well no i'm pretty sure that brett threw that last question i think i don't know because that was a very obvious question well, I think the
0: point is betty got it right because she used to work on cars and so she knew like the mechanic stuff with her but dad maybe he didn't uh but he was overconfident no, that, but that know. was
1: a no that was a very obvious question that anyone who knows any about cars would know. Like, I don't know how a car works, but I know if someone is asking about a car part that is specific to a manual transmission, it's a clutch every single yeah, time. it's definitely not spark plugs. Anyway. <laughs> like, every car has a spark plug, so obviously that's not gonna be something that's specific. I don't know. It was a very easy question for the yeah, final. Yeah, it
0: was dumb. So, Betty goes to school, everyone's cheering after they won, and then the principal looks mad because he's like, here's the answers. And then, now, now here's the part where I'm confused. Betty goes home, and Alice is like, oh, I tried to tell them that it
1: wasn't your fault that it was mine oh wait no can we back up a little bit first there's no way in hell that any high school is going to care that much about their team winning a quiz thing that was insane the the idea that people were cheering in the halls there's a girl who's just like (laughs) And I was like,
0: shut up. You don't care about this. Yeah, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. But for schools cheering about things that they wouldn't normally cheer about, I would like to point you to the end of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets where all of the Hufflepuffs are cheering for Hagrid coming back. Not a thing. They don't know him. Stop. Uh,
1: Yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, so she goes home to Alice and this is where you're confused. Right. So I'm confused because Alice says also
0: I've been fired from my job they found out. And, but it's coming right after she said, I'm sorry about your dad ruining your chances to get into Yale," And so I am like did they find out that she was related to the black hood and
1: that's why she got fired they found out that
0: she so i'm sorry they fired her So
1: quiz show is on the same network as alice's like news okay so alice used her connections at the network to get the questions and answers to the quiz show to give to betty and then the the network found out that she had done that and that is why she is okay or at least that's what i took
0: from it right it was just confusing because betty was saying well they don't believe they don't believe me that you are the one who stole it but i guess they're saying we believe that alice stole it but we still think you use the answers, so and no one believed she did i mean she did make it look super suspicious like i i mean you could have also just spared your mom by walking back out and just being like hey i found these in my room before the thing i don't know how they got here and then just like leave it at that
1: or she could have just folded it up put it in her bra and then gotten rid of it when she got home these are
0: all way too smart like you said we can't expect the show to do oh, that kind you're of
1: right anyways but yeah so it's just stupid and dumb and the thing is betty
0: like the famous detective would not have done this like she would have been smarter than to do this
1: Yeah, it's really weird because they want us to think that Betty is a super genius, but then they have her do just like the dumbest stuff and it's like like her hormones making her dumb because she's a teenager or like, is Riverdale just dumb? There's a reason
0: why we need Brett to be up again and for Betty to be down and it's so that people will think that she killed Jughead for some reason. Anyway.
1: Well, and I don't like it. Speaking
0: of Jughead, we've got a little bit more about him. So he gets edits on his story idea, which was, as we know, based off of the boy in the river and- Apparently, the publishing company, but then they also say the board of the Brotherhood, which I assume means the other Baxter Brother writers. It's, I don't know who these people are.
1: I assume it's the same thing.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, they come and they're like, Your idea is trash. And so Jughead talks with Charles, and Charles is like, Why don't you write about serial killers? Like, how about the Black Hood? Well, no, no, no.
1: Jughead is like, I think they want me to write about a serial killer. So then he seeks out Charles to be like, Tell me about serial killers. Yeah, and Charles is
0: like, Why don't you write about the Black Hood? And Jughead is like, Because that would crush Betty. Fair. I guess you didn't care that it might crush Cheryl that you wrote a book about Jason, but okay, whatever.
1: Well, he's not dating Cheryl, so.
0: Jughead pitches his new ideas, which are all pretty bad, to the Brotherhood and the Brotherhood is like, nah. And then DuPont is like, why don't you take me from your real life, huh?
1: Yeah, he's like every, all Jughead's best work comes from his real life. And Jughead, But then the thing is, is Jughead could have thought of like a hundred different ways to have pitched it so that it wouldn't be obviously about Hal. But he's like, it's the brown height. yeah and he's
0: like it's the girlfriend and it's her father
1: yeah it's tracy true's father which i would like to stand up here right now and state for the record nancy drew's father is an honorable man
0: nancy drew also does not date a hardy boy
1: well yeah obviously Okay, just throwing that She's out there
0: better than right, that anyway so i can't remember what her boyfriend's name is
1: uh yeah i can't remember but he's tall and it's handsome it's in all the video
0: games i've been playing his name you can call him on the phone but i can't remember what his name is wow i feel like mm, i'm gonna look this up because i'm i would recognize it if i heard it Tell me what letter It starts with N Is it Is it Uh, It's not Ned Is it It's Ned ah, Nickerson it Ned. Yeah Anyway So I'm mad about this But Jughead Also the brown hood Is really dumb That's a dumb idea Any like, color at would be least better Red like, hood green I don't hood.
1: know The red mask yeah. Or like Anything Any other name Green, green the helmet The brown hood Sounds like a weird poop thing Like It's really bad So It's not good Betty
0: finds out about this From Brett That we mentioned earlier And so she's mad about it Because he keeps lying to her Slash omitting the true. And so then Betty is upset and she throws back that the only reason he is going to Yale is because he got into Stonewall, which is 100% true. It's also 100% the only reason he's going to Yale is because of the connections with the Skill and qual or Skill and, What
1: is it called? Skill and no,
0: Quill and Skull. Skill and
1: qu- Quill and Skull, yeah. But like there's also no way that Jug is making good grades at Stonewall. He spends all his time on other stuff. He's 100% only getting into Yale because of the books which he coincidentally came into because right, of Stonewall. Right. So she's right.
0: She's She's right. But she's also like, Oh, I'm proud of you, but I'm mad. Yeah.
1: It's it's just like people get ahead because of their connections in this world, and it sucks and it's not fair, but sometimes you just have to accept that and be like, Cool, it is. I'm it still is.
0: I'm more on Betty's side through this whole thing.
1: Well yeah, Jughead is acting like an insane. And there's person. been
0: I mean he's already has three strikes against him, and eventually that secret about the dude down by the river will probably come out as well, and so Betty will be mad about it. Anyways, Jughead confronts Brett and he's like, Why'd you do this? And Brett's like because I'm trying to win. That's what the quill and soul does. This is another point where I'm like, why is Jughead surprised? I guess they're friends, but we don't know why.
1: Yeah, it's so weird because he's like, you're supposed to like stick up for me. You're supposed to have my back. And it's like, when? Yeah. Like just because he smashed the fake skull to get the dumb pin or whatever, it's dumb and I hate it. And
0: then Jughead confronts Brett again at the end of the episode.
1: He says the thing that made me the most mad of the entire episode, that he wants them to settle this difference. The way that the quill and skull Society endorses, which Brett exclaims, "You want to have a duel? Like a literal duel to the death? I don't think you can have a literal duel or challenge someone to a literal duel without slapping them with a glove. <laughs> That's like an actual part of Two it. Two pistols. So, hey, if
0: I learned anything from Hamilton, yeah. it's the the d- ten duel commandments, and you have to point your pistol in the sky and surrender at the end. But then you generally die. That's how Hamilton died. Spoilers. Anyway.
1: Wow, I can't believe you would spoil I'm that sorry. for me. <laughs> yeah, the, the the one thing i really know about duels from uh reading regency romance novels set in like london in the 1700s which i've read more than my fair share it's like you have to slap someone i'm with, like, sorry and you
0: get mad that i read fan fiction
1: and yeah because you read bad fan fiction i could recommend some of these novels to you, and you would love them i, I don't, guarantee I don't you. have time for that but you have time for unfinished riverdale the fan beauty fiction. is it's unfinished cool. so it seems
0: like it's not that long <laughs>
1: No, I hate that because then you never know what happens. I would never read a work in progress. Also, I never judge you for reading fan fiction. I judge you for reading oh, bad okay. fan fiction. Sure. Also, when Jughead challenges him, Brett should then get to say if he wants to do swords or pistols, you know, just the way but, it the, is. The show's then, budget cannot
0: afford either of these.
1: I mean, I, I assume it's basically just going to look like uh, foil. Also, we no already know that Jughead
0: is. died from Betty hitting a rock over his head.
1: Yeah, uh, so they dueled with rocks. Uh. And then it, it kind of fades and then we get the like four weeks later and... And Betty is crying about how she keeps waiting for Jughead to come back, but he's not coming back. And Archie like, grabs her hand and he's like, we'll get through this together. And then it seems like Archie and Betty are like flirty is what they want us to think. And to that, I say, not today, Satan. We are over that horrible plot line and I am not going back. Satan is real, man. <laughs>
0: uh, Never mind. It's a really long story. I'm not going to get into it.
1: Oh, no. But now I want to uh, okay. know. I'll
0: tell you offline. And for the $75 oh, patrons.
1: Yeah, if people want to give us money, we'll tell them more embarrassing stuff. About All right,
0: well, I'm done with this episode. So, Quiz Show is a 1994 movie about a young lawyer who investigates a potentially fixed game show.
1: Yeah, um, never seen it, but uh, probably better than this episode of yeah, television. It seems
0: like the kind of thing I might like.
1: We did have our uh, close but no cigar. grind. Yeah,
0: I can't really count it though because I'm sure. I feel like I know it has come up
1: earlier. I think. I think we should count it for now. Okay. Because in the canon of Kowski cast, this is the first time we're talking about it. Fair. It's not the first time chronologically. Now, for the most normal person. I have an insane take for most okay, normal person. Okay, before we get
0: to that, let me just real quick... Hold up. Oh, God. I'm afraid. So, I just want to say that we got a whole stream of tweets from Tom Palmer about this episode.
1: Oh, um, no. And I just want to say that... I want to apologize again for making Tom Palmer
0: start watching this show. So, Tom Palmer says, I'm calling it now. They're building to a Brett and Betty romance. Which, no. let Please, no. Not happy. He then says that we'll be happy to know this episode answers the questions of what Sheriff Keller has been doing. Kind of. Then he says, is Kevin going to become a Pop-Tart? Possibly. Uh, He says, every ridiculous Veronica plot makes me laugh remembering Robin Akiva talking about the illegal casino night. What do you mean every Veronica plot? It's always just the same Veronica plot over and over with a slight variation.
1: Yeah, again, Tom, I'm so sorry that we've done this to you. This is our fault. and we shouldn't have done this to you.
0: And then Tom says, remember when Kevin won most normal back in season one? Oh, I do. I do. Kevin actually won in episode six
1: of this season. Here's the other thing though, okay? I think Kevin's the most normal person of this episode, okay? And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, tell me why. (laughs) So one, he's trying to get over his former fling. He's going on dating apps like any teen would. When he's provided the opportunity to make $5,000 without even having to take off his clothes, he jumps at the opportunity opportunity though he is scared of it once he senses the money he's like hey i liked making five thousand dollars i'm gonna do more of this and i would defy you to find one person in this episode more normal than him and don't you dare say i was gonna say daryl
0: daryl doesn't even talk yeah but that just is more consistent with type of person i like to give the award to um can it be tony Tony just randomly
1: being (laughs) crazy good at math is the least normal thing. Can it be Brett? No.
0: Um,
1: I, I really feel in my heart that Kevin was the most normal person in this episode. What about Charles? No! The, Charles is using the FBI resources to find out about Yale admissions. No. Okay, You know
0: what? You make a lot of good points about Kevin.
1: <laughs> and just think of Tom Palmer's reaction once this podcast drops <laughs> when we've made Kevin the most normal person in the
0: episode. Uh, okay. To find a list of our most normal people and <laughs> our uh, close but no cigars and our definitely canon... You you can search all of that on our website, KowskiCast.com, for fun times and Riverdale podcasting. Okay, so the other thing that I wanted to mention just before the end of this podcast, the other exciting news, along with the Spotify... This is Update Corner! Yeah, Logistics Update Corner, is we have also, I have also recently separated the Riverdale uh, RSS feed from the Kowski Cast one. Kowski Cast one still exists, nothing is changing. If you're following Kowski Cast or subscribed to it on iTunes or a different podcatcher, then that is still fun. You will continue to get all of the podcasts there, as you will always. But if for whatever reason you are just interested in Riverdale and don't want to see any of the survivor stuff or revenge stuff or future podcast ideas, you are more than welcome now to just subscribe to the Riverdale Recap feed, which you can also find on iTunes, Spotify. If you search Kowski Cast or if you search Riverdale Recap Kowski Cast or something like that, you should be able to find it. Has the Riverdale Kowski Cast logo as opposed to just the original Kowski Cast logo. Hell
1: yeah! So that's where you go if you want the Kirsten content and none of the
0: other co None of the other co-hosts. The other co-hosts. Uh, Kirsten may one day be on some of the other stuff, too. It's just...
1: Yeah, when we do our Twilight sure, podcast. Just a way... Because that is happening one yeah, day.
0: Just a way to separate these feeds. So currently, if you are just a feed subscriber, kowskicast.com slash feed slash podcast is everything at kowskicast.com slash feed slash Riverdale for the Riverdale nonsense. Um, also, if you are a really, really nice person and you love us a lot and you have already given a five-star review on our itunes for the kowski cast and you for whatever reason would like to help us even more by finding the riverdale recap on itunes and giving a five-star review there that would be really really nice uh or if you know anyone who just wants to follow this one that would be great if you could do that as well yes
1: it's very exciting branching out multiple podcast feeds i feel like this is this is our real rob has a podcast slash wrap ups moment (laughs) and i'm excited that i didn't get kicked off the podcast before it happened
0: (laughs) never i can't can't do season five by myself. It would just mean, be all whisper podcasts I was going to say Hannah
1: would do it with you, but I don't think Hannah wants to. <laughs> Hannah, I think, is boycotting season four, so. Hannah's like, guys, I don't care about <laughs> Riverdale anymore. Like, I don't think she's replied in our group chat in a while.
0: It's okay. It's okay. We'll get there eventually. That's
1: okay. We love her yeah. anyway. Yeah, well,
0: she's probably just mad at me for not updating the uh, back episodes that we've already recorded.
1: Yeah, I think we need to set you some deadlines. Well, I'm
0: going to go see Hannah in person tomorrow, so maybe I can... <laughs>
1: talk to her there oh, about God. it
0: anyway well
1: hopefully you can you crazy kids can work things out so why uh, why don't you tell them what else is going on in the, the neighborhood mary <laughs> yeah that's that's
0: gonna be all for this week's episode thank you for joining us we're gonna be back for next week for episode 12 you can follow us online at kowski cast on twitter you can also follow just me at frail mary on every platform or you can follow kirsten at kirsten said what on every platform uh you can check out those podcast seeds i talked about are the fourth and final episode of the matt and mary love survivor all-stars too much is going to be coming out in the next day or two as well possibly even before this oh. might already pee out it's gonna be oh my god no, this will probably come out first but it'll it'll be following shortly so if you are interested in checking that out feel free to do so kirsten
1: and uh if you want to listen to some complete and total no- oh my god wait i'm gonna sneeze okay i'm not gonna sneeze i'm oh, sorry man that, that would <laughs> okay, be great uh, content for the after the episode me just sneezing I don't know. <laughs> um anyways no i have really loud like elephant sneezes. Oh, God. it's not good anyways if you want to listen to some complete and utter nonsense myself and Puyazan Vikili um recently guested on Rob Has a Podcast for The Masked Survivor the uh much anticipated slash no one knew it was coming sequel to The Masked Napper where I got actual legitimate survivor contestants to sing and give us hints that we could voice modulate for Rob and Akiva to guess their identities it really happened and that was my super secret project that i mentioned last week what is the world coming to anyways listen to that Uh, i had a lot of fun robin kiva i think had fun puya had fun so that's a really fun podcast and um also don't forget to follow me on twitter throw me your amazon uh, prime subscription and uh follow me on twitter at kirsten said what venmo us whatever you want i don't have venmo but my (laughs) paypal is in my twitter bio so if you want to send me money i'll take it okay all
0: right now we're just getting greedy (laughs) all right talk to everyone next time
1: bye We've got mad bands, okay? <laughs> like, ha, ha ha don't go in the summer, there's so many mosquitoes.